<laughs> I know how the internet works. Internet boyfriends. <laughs> You're killing me. Hello and welcome to another Internet Boyfriends. I am Joey and with me is the Burton Oil Can Guster to my Sean Spencer. <laughs> Ryan Kloss. Oh, am I the Burton or am I the Sean? That's the good question. I'm, you I'm are definitely the, the Burton. Are the Burton. I was going to go with Sean Spencer. The, I was going to go with Sean's, the, the Lavender Gooms to my Sean Spencer, but I didn't know if you get that. Because Lavender Gooms is my favorite of the... I've seen like a couple of episodes of that show. Oh, I've seen every episode of Psych. Oh, oh I, now I know I got it. Now I got to fucking watch the show. I, I mean, really if, you, if you like those episodes, keep watching. It's lots do. of it's ridiculous, stupid fun. Like, it's not a brilliant yeah. show, but like their chemistry is fantastic. And, and the cops are fantastic. Like, it's it, everyone's cast well and has a great time doing this show. So it's worth watching to see a bunch of good people having a fun time. I that kind of thing. I know. I, I like it enough that I could probably do quite a few of these. Squirts Macintosh to my Sean Spencer. I have. There's enough. The, I, the, that's the thing. I, would, I know Sean Spencer. I would not have remembered any any of his. If he hadn't said Burton Guster, I would be like, wait, yes. is it? Because uh, I don't remember their nicknames. I specifically picked Burton Oil Can Guster for that reason. Because if I used uh, Ovaltine Jenkins, maybe you would have gotten that one. Lavender Gooms is kind of out there. Well, it's, uh, the problem is it's a different one every single episode. Is it? Yes. Every time every, every time every Sean introduces Gus is a different name. And this is my partner, Chocolate Colombo. Exactly. Like, it's, it's, oh, it's great. I love it. I love Psych. It's done. It was fun. Yes. And, and speaking of Psych... That's what I want to talk about this episode. See? I fucking tied it in. You like that shit? You, got, you got a little chuckle out of me. It works. Yeah. I got. I, I made you laugh, and I got to work it into the whole episode thing. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck this episode is called, but it's, it's episode 46. And we're going to be talking about something we kind of talked about before, which is that maybe there's an, there okay what's this way it's not a maybe there is no such thing as a guilty pleasure we covered that already yeah, if we did guilty pleasures are stupid if you if you feel guilty about something you should look at yourself more than the thing you feel guilty about but there's something to that impulse yeah there's there is there's something to the impulse uh, something to that impulse that says that maybe you shouldn't be watching psych in your underwear at three o'clock in the afternoon and drinking six whiskeys in an hour so maybe four just whiskeys make... would be okay, I think. Four whiskeys, and and if you're wearing a shirt with the underwear, I think you're probably okay then. Are the lights on or off? Lights are off. Oh, yeah, I know. That's, that's, I know. That's a whole right? other thing. That's a whole that guy's got to fucking think about what's going on in his life. Yeah, yeah. If the lights are off, you got to have pants on and keep it to two whiskeys. So sometime in the past, uh, what two weeks, whatever. I don't know when. Whenever this is being released, there was Chris Nolan was talking about how he was not a fan of. The, well, I don't. I don't see. I, I, I feel now, bad. Now cause... it's come out that apparently Zack Snyder said something that he said Chris Nolan said. Yeah, exactly. And my my main problem with all and nerds was, revolted. Yeah. Yeah, my main problem was that nerds should not have become no one should be having a conversation about. Did you hear what that guy said about the thing that that guy said? That, that guy said like there's a certain to- point in time of where if you didn't read the original fucking six thousand word article and get something in context, then maybe you shouldn't be reading link bait that takes that one sentence out of context and and really takes it like out of everything that's especially like and, uh this happens a lot with tarantino and you should not be writing articles about how christopher Nolan hates not real movies or some bullshit like that don't make a whole article as you read the whole thing but the reason people do that is because a it's re- i know from experience oh, it's i know really why they do articles. it yeah yeah like, it's I really hard to articles to make money and you know yeah but it raises sort of an interesting thought or it 
as per usual. It raises a thought while lowering the bar. I understand. No, 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 no. I was saying that it raised a thought in in my fucking mental circus that I I really don't know how I feel about people on the internet anymore. (laughs) I genuinely don't know how to feel about someone having an opinion about, about anything on the internet anymore because I don't know those fucking people. And I feel like the, the, right now the internet has hit a high watermark of tribalism. And I can only blame myself as a failed commune leader that I haven't <laughs> been able to quell what's happened in the last that, that, that is a crossover comment to a recent pub chat episode with Joey on it. So if you want to know, this is like the, the editor's mark in a comic book. There's a little asterisk saying, please see pub chat episode whatever with Joey Heflick. <laughs> It was the green flash episode. I'm actually, I'm actually going to set all this up because there's actually over the next couple of episodes, we're actually going to have continuity in internet boyfriends for once. Is it, what? You can skip over, yeah, you can kind of skip over the Martian episode, but I'm not really though because we kind of, I don't know, it's it all fucking thematic sense. continuity. Yeah, thematic continuity all makes sense because we did an episode, then I went on pub chat and I did an episode, and see, luckily. I don't think we're going to get in, like, the whole, like, Marvel fucking event problem of where, like, you're not going to... You don't have any podcasts coming up without me, right? No. So we're good on the... Yeah, so we're good on that. So if you just keep listening to our boyfriends in order, you'll basically get the whole fucking what's going on. So anyways... Uh, with, but you with should listen this... to that pub chat. It was good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I felt really self-conscious about that because I was expecting you to come back with a bad review, but... No, no. no. I, I, I yelled at everyone about cheese for 20 minutes on Twitter because of it. That's automatically a good review for me. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I forget about that. I do inspire people to talk about cheese. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care about people on the internet that's, like, not you and other people. And I and I should have known better because when I was sort of getting into writing right after college, one of the first books I read about writing and doing things on the internet was uh, Seth Godin's Tribes. And I was like, this is fucking great. Seth we need Godin. to... Yeah, oh, I, see, see, uh, you may have that tone of voice. I don't have any real objections to Seth Godin. I just, I, I, like, it's just, it's just, he has a certain place in the in an older internet that doesn't really exist anymore. So it's interesting, that's all. It's, it's a person I haven't thought about in a while kind of person. I, okay, my th- I'm, try- I'm trying to Google at the same time because I'm trying to figure out what this guy's name was. The father of eugenics uh, is basically <laughs> how I feel about Seth Godin. Uh, of where it's like... I, that I get- is a very accurate description of Seth Godin. Yeah, because he's got a lot of great ideas. And I love, wa- I love listening to him talk. He's a, he's a great speaker. He's, he's a great teacher. I, sure. I think people can learn a lot from Seth Godin. But here's the thing. You shouldn't be learning from Seth Godin. No one should be. Basically, Seth Godin is the fucking Ark of the Covenant, as far as anyone's concerned. Is that, like, yes, the Nazis are going to take Seth Godin. But the thing is, is that hopefully what will happen is they'll open Seth Godin up. All their faces will melt off. And, like, the, it will like, our efforts will have not have mattered at all, basically. Oh, God. I know at least one listener of this podcast is going to laugh hysterically at this or feel weird about it, but like... I, I'm interested to know who that person is, but we'll talk about that later, so... but Okay, so Seth Godin, for anyone who doesn't really know who I'm talking about, is a thought leader of sorts. He he is a advertising guru, yeah. uh, marketing guru, uh, and he's been doing that stuff for fucking forever, basically. He, he's been doing that stuff since the 80s, and he's, he's great at his job, he's great at explaining how he does what he does, and more importantly, Importantly, he's great at explaining things in a way that can sort of compartmentalize it or like commodify it for you to then use in your he, business. He is very good at what he does. Yes, he's very good at what he what does. What he does does not impress me very much, <laughs> but he's very good at okay. it. 
But see, here's the thing. It's, is, just, it's just not what I'm looking for. In, like, it's that's not the internet I want to live in. But you are living in the internet. I know I am. I can't help I it. I can't I help it. And he's, he's very good at dealing with the internet that we've grown to accept and deal with. But it's not the internet I want. I want I want that fucking freewheeling, no one gives a shit, corporate, corporations aside. Like, just everyone posts their thoughts and deals with that shit. And there's no money involved internet that, like, was once upon a time that I grew up in. And it's no longer there. And it's dead and buried and horrible. Like, it's gone. It's, oh, it's gone it's, and dead. Yeah, like, I understand that. But, like... Yeah. I, I just like there, there, I've been to a couple of pod camps in Montreal and, and the first one I went to was interesting and fun and like had lots of like just talk about the culture and idea of like podcasting in general and then instantly after the first one it was all like how can I make money making a podcast how can I make money doing this how, it's all about monetizing all about marketing all about this bullshit I don't give a shit about that stuff like and and I I don't mean I don't give a shit in that I don't care about how it works or I'm interested in, like I'm I'm intellectually interested in that kind of thing but like and I make my like my profession is making websites that provide like providing functionality for websites in such a way that they do interesting and funny things like it, not funny but interesting things and functional things that's my yeah. job yeah so I'm invested in marketing on the internet in a certain way but like at the same time the radical leftist stuff in me. It's like, no! The internet should be a free place of ideas and community and forget the money! And and no, that's not the case. And that's a very naive ideal. And that's never going to happen again. But I miss it. You know what? I'm starting to kind of feel like your ideal self is maybe what we should all be striving for and we're not because <laughs> we're fucking dickbags. You've thought that about me for a very long time. I know that, but I but <laughs> whether it's fair or not, that's a different story. But I go, I get you know me. I go back and forth. I have these waves of like, no, you're being naive. Yes, uh, uh, like I've I've been reading some fucking Rawls this week, and <laughs> let me tell you, I'm not impressed with these ideas, Ryan. But right now, I'm, I'm I'm riding that wave. We're going up on this one of where I'm like, no, no, he he's right. We're a bunch of fucking assholes. We need to do something about this because it, it's it's not just that Seth Godin is telling people all about how to use tribal and tr- like but he, he has a fucking book called tribes that was the actual book that i read and, when i first started doing my writing stuff and the tribe idea i think is not a bad idea inherently no it is it, it is it a is? fucking terrible okay. oh it is a terrible idea uh, that would be because... a whole other podcast should we say that for another podcast no 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 that's what this podcast is, is go the thing is, oh, go okay, go so go the thing is is that I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. So the thing is, is that with all that kind of shit, it's very hard to know what's right and what's wrong because we don't fucking understand what's right and what's wrong because we just don't have that. We don't have those mental technologies to begin with. Like that was the whole, that's the whole work into our previous uh, podcast of of the fucking uh, guilty pleasures is that we don't even know what's a guilty pleasure, what's not a guilty pleasure. Should there be guilty pleasures? Because ultimately, as I was saying to you sort of in our conversation, as we always tend to have a conversation that goes for quite a while that kind of leads into these podcasts, talking about uh, this idea of snobbery of of some some mm-hmm. things are better than other things maybe watching the simpsons is better than watching say fucking family wrestling guy. or family guy yeah there you go perfect as a perfect example but why are the simpsons better than family guy there's got to be a reason for it in the same way that like there's got to be some sort of reason why evil dead is maybe better than Shaun of the dead Okay, okay, but listen. Which listen, Evil got, Dead? Uh, the second one. Hmm. There's a reason why I say that. I, I can get behind it's that a bit. Because that's, also, that's sort of like the 
the primary source. And that's exactly my point. In the sense that you derive, you don't you don't derive more pleasure t- technically from Evil Dead Two than you do from Shaun of the Dead. No, I think you, you and I derive more pleasure from Shaun of the oh, Dead. Oh, for sure. I, I, uh, Evil Dead Two is fantastic. Yeah, you know it is. But Edgar Wright's take on that style is more dynamic. It's it's more fun. It's more pleasurable. It, it's more than, fun. It could not happen stuff. without the wealth of historic, great horror movies that came before it. Exactly, and and it's more important to society for me, for you, for everyone to sort of understand the purpose and origin of certain things in the same way that you should probably watch the Three Stooges before you watch Sam Raimi, because that way you kind of <laughs> get an inf- see who who influenced him, and then you kind of go back in time and back in time until you're reading like fucking Gilgamesh, because there's it, it all goes back to Gilgamesh. But yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, it's or at least or at least you're reading Joseph Campbell to understand what the fuck I'm talking about. So it's it's one of those things of where you should probably understand and watch and absorb all these things and then kind of like go like as a child you should get the you should be reading Gilgamesh first as a child. You should be reading Joseph Campbell for when very you're very young, four or five years old, Joseph Campbell. <laughs> and then as you grow up you understand Star Wars, you understand all these things and you appreciate it. It's much so in the book more. than it's Joseph Campbell than it's Star Wars. <laughs> But it's okay. It's important. It's important to know. I think it's important to know. And this is again. This is this is my initial. This is kind of like we're go, kind of going to the back to that point. Is I I think I think I'm not sure, but I think it's important for people to know where Star Wars came from. It's important yes. to know where Shaun of the Dead came from. It's important to know those things because you should probably get all that but then again maybe maybe not because it's really only applicable well, if you want to make media yourself otherwise Sh- i mean you Sean could probably is learn different be- than star wars maybe maybe like, maybe. like admit like star wars Shaun of the dead is much more explicitly a riff and parody of horror movies where maybe. star wars is explicitly from george lucas basically hero of a thousand faces the movie but like or the hero's journey of the movie but like it, it's still it's still not presented as such. Like Shaun of the Dead is presented as Dawn of the Dead with Shaun instead of Dawn as such, and as a zombie. Like it's, all those things are, it, it's not quite the same thing. But if you want to learn to be critical of media, you can still you... learn it from Shaun of the Dead as well as you could from Evil Dead Two. Maybe I don't know. And this no, is what's hard about can't. this. You it, can't. You okay, can't. Okay, you can't. Okay, well you can't. But there's still stuff like Joseph Campbell that can teach you how to be critical of media better than, say, Star Wars. Yes. And maybe we have this sort of hierarchy of pleasures, which is that there's higher pleasures and there's lower pleasures based on sort of how all this stuff works out depending on what you believe. Should you be engaging in lots of higher pleasures because it feeds back and makes a better society? If you read a lot of Joseph Campbell, if you know a lot about media and you can be very critical of media, that makes you a better citizen because you can see how mass media puts out a... I'm serious. Uh, No, I I absolutely agree. These days, that is excruciating. Like, it's very important. It is, yeah. When you are having a, like... People are significant... There there are far too many media illiterate people in the world today, considering how important the media is today. Yes, and and based on how that directly feeds into how you are a citizen, how you act around citizens, how you act with with society. If everyone was media literate, there would not be a Fox News. Yes, I as agree. it exists today, at least, like there, there may be a Fox News of like may have a news program, sure, but it would not be what it is now. But the thing is, is that I don't, I don't know because that kind of question is, uh, it's complicated. 
It's yeah, very sure. It's very complicated. Okay, but your 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 job of this podcast is to come with the facts that you've researched, and my job is to like say stuff that I think off the top of my head. No, no, no. Okay, but, but I, I, I know that. But but the thing is, is that I I say it's complicated because I'm going back to my initial point, which is that it might the reason Fox News exists might not be because people aren't aware of the Daily Show. Because if you watch no, the Daily Show, you it's the are, honey boo boo of news. It's easy to digest. It's it's okay. ridiculous. It's sensational, and it entertains you in a certain extent, and it, it pushes your buttons that you're you feel something. And because Fox News makes you feel something, that makes it something you want to go back to. Because life these days does not make you feel a whole lot. But you're missing. You're you're right, but you're slightly. You're one okay. percent off my point, sure, which sure. is that <laughs> I'll take all of that, nudge it one percent. I am a one percenter. You are a one percenter. You you nudge it a little bit, and you notice that it's because of tribalism. That's the whole. Sure. Oh thing yeah, yeah, for sure. Because sure. it's not because I know that people are aware of but, what media literacy is. I know people are aware of the Daily Show, and they're probably aware that some of the stuff that they're seeing on the news is kind of bullshit. But but there's but, there's tribalism that is um, okay. I haven't read Godin's book, so I, I can't speak to how he talks about okay. it again. So this is me again talking on my ass. But in my mind, there's tribalism that is just oh, we are these groups, but we we are tribes that can get along and make a better society at large. And there's tribalism where it's like oh. I'm this group and you're this group. We will kill each other and like murder each other because you're a horrible person because you you think that um, after credit scenes are a good thing and I think they're a bad thing. So we must fight to the death. And I I think that I, I don't think that everyone's like I, I I think troubles is not necessarily a bad thing in that you can find a group of people you agree with and get along with and also use that group to interact with another group and build something better if you're both open and compassionate and empathetic to each other and all those things are great okay but see here's the thing when godin gave these tools to people to use when, when he gave them the the mental technology <laughs> when he created use, his atom bomb well yeah basically oh yeah when, when he when he distributed the arcs to the, the world the seth to manhattan projects yes exactly he gave something that said to people you need to make a tribe. If you are a marketer, you can't be a marketer anymore because marketers are liars. They're pieces of shit. No one wants to be directly marketed to. Nobody wants to get something in the mail that says, hey, do you need your fucking house power washed? I have a power washing company. They don't fucking want that anymore. They want a tribe. They want a story. They want that jab, jab, right hook. They want that like little bit of where they're like, oh man, like I like following my power washing company on Facebook because every once in a while he shares some really funny stuff about houses and like it's really good I, I like i like knowing this guy i like being like part of the fucking you know that Jim's wacky story about installing a nest in the house it's ridiculous <laughs> okay but here's okay so in, in... i had to sorry go on i know i know i'm no i'm really i'm really trying to focus here because i'm really trying to like i have a very important point to make which is that he makes it clear that the number one thing you need in a tribe is to have a cause that's worth fighting for. And the second most important thing is having people that are passionate about that cause. It doesn't say anything about like safely using your tribe or like the instructions on like like basically here's the instruction manual for your atomic bomb, but you really don't want that. You want the atomic bomb. And so many people are marketing in that way now that you have people that are fucking tearing each other apart because they refuse to be critical about their tribe because it says something about you when you're when you're critical of your tribe the, the world we are a piece of shit the world we now live in cannot coexist with someone having a passionate thing to fight for and having being friends with someone else 
Like the, yeah. the, the, the we are currently such a binary culture in that everything is one the Republican or Democrat as their cur- currently current like whether when this comes <laughs> out but as as recording current election midterm elections happened like yeah. it's or liberal and conservative in Canada it's or 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 small case L and small case C liberal and conservative in America um it's like we we can't we're just so. I mean, I'm not, and you're not, and lots of people we know aren't. But like, the, most people are drilled to this binary, like with us or against us. Fuck those people who are against us, and that kind of tribalism because you are with us. Like, oh, I'm passionately pro-life. I'm passionately pro-pot. I'm passionately pro this. Means there's no middle ground to like. Oh, you can be like, oh, maybe we we should legalize pot because of this, 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 and this. Even if some potheads are ridiculous assholes and are given pun- given positions to talk about it for these reasons, I'm like it's it's. <sighs> it, it's I, I'm more up upset well the, enough. I'm more upset at the culture today than I am about tribes in general. It's summed up well enough in something he says in the book, which is that you don't want to make a tribe of sheep; you want to make a tribe of evangelists. That statement is what's fucking up my fucking Twitter feed. Yep. And that's yep. my problem. Yeah. Yeah. See, now you know what I want to talk about this. Fuck and evangelist. If- no, like, uh. <laughs> Larry, Larry Wilmore was recently on WTF. Sure. And he talked about being a passionate moderate. Yes. And I'm like, yes, be passionate about finding a middle ground between ridiculous people. That is a good thing to be passionate about. Because yeah. most opinions we hear everywhere are the ridiculous far right and left versions of things, and the truth is somewhere between those things that most people agree on, and if we went that way, everyone would be super fucking happy and get along all the time, and it'd be great. And I'm like, well, yes, Larry Wilmore, yes. If I were to describe myself, I would not, because I'm not fully, like, I, I would describe myself as a passionate moderate. I'm like, I'm very much find the middle ground between the ridiculous left and the ridiculous right and find the sensible way. Yes. But that's actually what Seth Godin said. Oh! The opposite of what everyone did. Okay. Which is that... He, Fair, he makes that makes point. sense. Yeah. That's like Dark Knight it's, Returns all over again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was actually Bring it gonna... back to our comic people. After 1986, two big comics came out. If, if you don't follow comics, in 1986... Frank Miller came out with Dark Knight Returns and Alan Moore came out with The Watchmen. And after that, comics became super dark and gritty and violent because everyone thought that's what they should be, even though you need to be a real master of the of the craft to do what they did. And back to the story. <laughs> I, I was actually going to bring up the Planet of the Apes example, which <laughs> is the people who worship the atomic bomb. <laughs> because you shouldn't be worshipping, just because the atomic bomb has... You shouldn't, be worship, no, you shouldn't be worshipping, period. But the thing is, is that you need something to fucking worship. No! You just, no, okay. you don't! No, you, you don't. You say that. You say that, but what, Joey, is... Joey, what do you think I worship? I nothing. There you go. And you follow me all over the place. Like I'm a very okay. sensible, realistic person. I don't worship shit. I I, okay. I appreciate all sorts of wonderful things. I I, right. I appreciate ideas. I appreciate art. I appreciate a wide variety of movies and TV and comics and books and all sorts of stuff. And I like I I I love plenty of friends of mine that are Christian and Jewish and Muslim and. Buddhist or whatever 
and and the common denominator with my friends and people I care about is that they care more about people being good to each other than any other specific dogma. And if I worship anything, it's like what's Bill and Ted say? Be excellent to one another. Like that, I, that's what I would worship if anything. Be excellent to one another. You you sir are are putting me in a position of where I'm having to flex my muscles. You can't tell this. I'm flexing my muscles. I'm adjusting my neck. I'm cracking my neck a little bit. I'm getting ready because we, sir, are having a fucking philosophical throwdown is what we're having here because <laughs> your life is really fucking hard to lead, okay? My life is fucking relatively... I mean, in this in the sort of philosophical uh, realm, our lives are very hard to go about because we don't fucking worship anything or we don't hold a lot of those things dear. Our guiding principle very fucking muddy not too sure that's why we have this fucking podcast that's why we got to talk about this shit because we don't know is it okay to cover your neighbor's wife to covet your neighbor's wife is that okay you don't know because there might be a reason you'd covet your neighbor's I wife don't give a shit. Fucking... exactly see to you it's something you think on a case-by-case basis yes, other people go because i'm a sensible human being being sensible costs calories, and calories... I would love to burn more calories. I need to lose at least 5 to 10 pounds. That's the world we live in. It's not the world that we've been put into. That's the. I, this is my argument that I've said so many times on Twitter. Yeah, we've I established know, that I, I hate the world we've been put into and want to change the world we've been put into. Well, you can't. <laughs> yes, but can't. I'm, on this podcast, I will always stand up for the world I want to live in more than the world we currently live in. And yes, I know the things I say are naive and don't work necessarily in the world we live in because of fucking media and all that bullshit forcing hard lines between people that don't really exist. And it drives me fucking crazy. I'm not even going down that road. I'm going That's down That's a whole thing. But you know, but like It is a whole other thing. But my point is I'm not going down that road because I can stop at the first rest stop. And the Go first ahead. rest stop is you can't live in your perfect world because like the operative in fucking Serenity Jesus. was a firefly. I always fucking Serenity. get him confused. Serenity. In order to get the world that you want, you have to be a fucking monster. That's the thing about the fucking the, the Godin bomb. Is I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I fucking believe that 100%. In order to fucking get to where you need to be, dude, yesterday, the, the fucking election, uh, uh, nationwide, what was it? Th- people under 30, it was like 13% showed up yesterday? Yeah. 13 fucking percent of people under 30 voted yesterday. And the people like, well, I don't know why the Republicans got elected. Because no one under 30 showed up, you fucking idiots. That's why. The only way to get people to show up is to fucking manipulate them. The only way to get people to do anything oh, is to get the or, or not no. present a slate of elderly white people presenting the same bullshit over and over again that they're fully, totally fucking dis- disenfranchised with. Like, there's no... Who, like... Ah! No, there's... Like, as we as we both watched John Oliver. We do, yes. So the most recent episode, half the fucking people ran unopposed. No one gives a shit anymore. America's broken. America's that's fucking why... broken. It's not because people don't care. It's because people have no one to choose. People are, like, stuck dealing with garbage candidates that are just out there for no good fucking reason. And yes, you should strategically vote against Republican if you can. Lots of people can't even do that. But like there's there you're broken. You need to be fixed. <laughs> or know, and to sh- be you... shattered. One of the two. Like you That's like 
That's why we need a monster. That's what I'm telling you. That's why we need a good old-fashioned fucking monster. The best that kind of do... government is benevolent dictatorship. No, the best kind of government is when you randomly pick someone to be the monarch. No! That's... No. You get yes. no shit done. Yes. You need someone to say, here, we're going to fix the roads, we're going to build fucking space tra- super trains, and we're going to build electric cars. That's what we're doing now. You can all shut the fuck up and do it. And then we do that, and then... Ten years from now, when all this stuff is happening and we're off of oil and all these things are done, then great. But you need some sort of benevolent dictator monster who will throw all the assholes who believe otherwise in jail. Not murder them. That's a bad thing to do. (laughs) Throw them in jail and deal with that shit and move on. We need America needs someone to say, fuck this shit. Let's fix this and move on. But the only way to get that to happen is by making a tribe. I'm telling you. I'm fucking telling you. The only way to make that happen is for someone to become commune leader. And yeah, for a commune, commune leader, leader who will work up. with other people. No, no, I'm not yeah. I'm not saying that I have to be I might be the commune leader that people want, but not the one they need right now. I don't know. Ah. I don't know. I don't know, and I'm trying to figure this out. This is this is part of my 30s. It's trying to figure out where, what kind of commune leader I am, and 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 how I'm gonna fit into the whole fucking hierarchy of fucking tribes and commune leaders that are out there right now. Because, yes, I agree with you. We need someone who's a moderate. We need someone who's gonna make shit happen. We need people who's we need people who are willing to get in the government. That we, are we, run need a, we need a we need we need a science backed moderate. Yes, we need yes, someone. We, we need someone who will take both sides of the issue. And look at the facts behind things and not just like, oh, this will get more votes and make the appropriate decision and move forward. That has you. Oh, America. I love you guys. I love all Americans. Not all Americans. I love I love all Americans I've met. I'm sure there's Americans I want to like. I'm sure there's Canadians I want to like. But I'm sure this all the Americans I've met have been great people. But America currently fucking broken. And it kills yeah. me as your neighbor, your closest neighbor to the earth. You were like if if anyone, do you watch Wonder Family? No. Steve Zahn and the woman from Better Off Ted moved in next door to the primary family of Modern Family, and they're a Steve Zahn is a dispens uh, medical marijuana dispensary owner, and his okay. wife is just, for lack of a better word, trash. And essentially, sure. I feel like Canada's the Dunphys, the main main family from Modern Family, and you guys are the drug so dealing we're trash, assholes yeah. we're across, trash, across yeah. the border, and you're yeah. ruining my property values. And you guys gotta fix that shit soon. Well, not too but soon because I get paid American dollars and it's doing really good right now. But like otherwise, speaking, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, you guys gotta fix that shit. I'd rather make less money per paycheck and have you guys be sensible and not elect Republicans despite wanting abortion. And 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 make less money. I, I would rather I would rather you guys have a worse dollar and have people make sense with their voting choices. But, but when I heard that, that people you... voted for pro pot, pro abortion, pro minimum wage, and then voted for Republicans everywhere, I was like, what is going on? I don't understand what just happened. It's that people will vote for issues, uh... but they have a hard time voting for people because, as you said, it's a bunch of fucking white people, old white men that have the same fucking ideas. I know and I, you're I know, right. and I know de- Democrats yes. are the same, They're ulti- but still, you should, yes, they get, are. You, you should get out there and make that vote and choose the lesser of two evils. You're, you're – I – there, there, are, there are no. We have a million parties in Canada, as you know. Oh, I know. No, that's... And and I, I still vote every time, even though still none of the parties totally apply to me. There's, there's never going to be a party 
that fully matches your points of view. No matter how many there are, because there's not one party per person. That's never going to happen. So you have to vote for who you can, and you have to, like... You vote for the lesser evil. Yes. Yes. You always you have vote to the, do you that. You always vote for the least evil because it is, by definition, the least evil. But see, the thing is, is that and, when you and get into the conversation, it makes no fucking difference in America. Frank, like it doesn't. So, see, okay, but see, same okay, show, maybe, maybe, maybe at the state level, maybe. if you started, if you started going to every fucking election, if everyone who's eighteen to thirty started showing up to every fucking election and voting on the issues that they were passionate about and really started it's going to take time time that people don't have people that time people don't want to spend that time so they're basically saying i dude i'm convinced that fucking millennials hate themselves my generation partly your generation fucking deep down fucking hate themselves because every time i try to have sex with somebody they've got fucking <laughs> shit going on with them all right there is never a fucking point in time when someone in our fucking generation doesn't know they're a sub a dom that they don't fucking okay. identify with Cheryl from fucking Archer. Everyone <laughs> wants to be punished in our fucking generation, and that's not. Yes, that's totally because fair. we're the most self-aware generation ever. But that's it's not like fucking... that people weren't. It's not like people didn't have these sensibilities before this. Like it's not like people weren't subs and doms before 1985, like 1980. This, people before we that were the first generation that wants to be killed by either zombies or global warming or whatever. We want to die. Everyone in our generation wants to fucking die for the world to fucking blow up. So we'll be the fucking people that survive the or not survive the no one survives the apocalypse by definition but basically we want to live up until the apocalypse die horribly and live leave beautiful fucking wonderful corpses that will turn into oil and whatever comes next is going to at least have that going on where the planet's going to reset we'll get, put some new oil in the ground and everything's going to be okay that's what our fucking generation I'm, wants i'm convinced of it i'm, I'm looking forward to the people that make oil from our corpses I'm kidding. Yeah, me too, buddy. Me too. I'm convinced this is the way we're going about things. Is that and it's probably gonna be is... some giant dog on two legs or something? Like it's gonna Who be knows? something. But the thing is, is that none of that shit is something we talk about openly because the only fucking arguments we're having are about fucking fan casting. And I don't give a shit what some fucking guy on the internet has to say about fan casting or what Warner Brothers is doing wrong or what the DC movies have over the Marvel movies. Or I don't just, I don't fucking give a shit. But that's just me. That's one dude not giving a shit. And even that is like fucking walking into someone's house and taking a dump in their fucking living room. <laughs> because you're, yeah, you like that shit. <laughs> that's called that I am conversation. <laughs> Callbacks, motherfucker. Like callback so, is something only the two of us have ever seen. Just like everything out of their boyfriend. Pretty much. So, so, so that's the thing of where we are this weird, weird fucking bunch of, yes, we might be more fucking self-aware, but we're certainly not fucking doing anything about it. We're, oh, no. We're, so, we're, not, we're, we're not happier or more functional. We're just more self-aware, which might be so much worse. It is. It fucking is. And that's my point. We're self-aware enough to know to hate ourselves. We're self-aware to know enough that fucking we have strong opinions about skinny jeans. We have strong opinions about fucking pants, my friend. Pants. It doesn't fucking matter. None of it fucking matters. All that fucking matters is that someone somewhere is making a buck off the fact that they have the skinny jeans tribe and the fucking Jenko jeans tribe. That's the fucking, like, nobody gives a shit anymore. If you can just fucking tribify everything of where you have the Marvel movie tribe and the Warner Brothers movie tribe so that someone writes a fucking article about fucking this thing that this guy fucking said about the thing that that other guy fucking said because the state of movies right now is the way that it is, 
You can have a whole bunch. You can have the both, oh, both tribes are going back and forth. Ah, and they're getting so fucking ramped up. The reason you couldn't fucking announce movies four years in advance in the past was not because you couldn't plan four years in advance. That shit has been of an, an ability for fucking Hollywood for years. Hollywood is capable of planning things for a long time. The video game industry has been capable of planning things for years at a time. It's well, not fucking... To. They have to. It's not out of their fucking wheelhouse. What is fucking new is this idea of hyping things up years in advance because people want to get fucking hyped. Because we are fucking weird. We are Cheryl's, my friend. Well, well, we yeah, are a generation and, and, of fucking Cheryl's. And Marvel started the whole... Really, Marvel started the whole shared universe thing that is happening more and more. Like, cool. I love it. I think what? it's super cool. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, I, I love those. Th- I, lo- I love the I, whole idea of the Marvel Universe. I've loved every single... I've not loved I've liked every single movie that's come out from the, the official Marvel movies. I liked them all. But it, uh, it's exhausting. It's exhausting thinking about, oh, this movie is going to come out when I'm almost 40. And yeah. I, what, what does that... Does it officially does not affect me in any way. Like, it's... Like, it could not affect me less that Avengers 3 is going to be 3.0 and 3.5 or whatever. It's going to be split in two movies. It does not, like, I, ah, it, ah. And that's, and that was my prediction on Twitter, that what's going to happen is the night when Star Wars 9 comes out, everyone in our generation is going to line up to go see Star Wars 9, and whether it's a good movie or a bad seven, movie. Seven, seven. Oh, no, no, nine, nine. No, the, the third of the, oh, the third of the new the trilogy. The third of the new trilogy is going to be. I like be... how we all assume it's going to be a trilogy. Oh, because it is. Because we, yeah, but Marvel isn't, DC uh, isn't. Not, nothing. Trilogies are no longer the stat, uh, the default size of franchises anymore. It's it's fucking Star Wars. It'll be a fucking uh, trilogy. It'll be. Listen to me. It'll be a fucking trilogy. I'm telling you. I am telling you the future. Yeah, they are, you can either do something is, about it or you can argue with me. It is, it's true. They're, they're, Avengers three ish, because it's three and three and a bit, yeah. is going to be the end of the current block in theory, right? So I guess Star Wars 3, despite there being already planned plenty of side Star Wars movies because the shared universe is the way to go, apparently. Yes. Maybe Star Wars 9 will be the last of that batch. Star Wars 9 is going to be the last of the batch simply because it it's Ugh. fucking expensive to keep going with old people and they wanna, they're going to want to do something new. Just, but whatever. It made me sad. Listen, I'm going to make you a lot more sad, and I'm giving you this warning now. Star Wars 9 is going to come out. We're all going to see it. And then what we're going to do is we're going to go home to our apartments that have either way too many children or not enough children. We're going to see our surrogate children, which are dogs, cats, iguanas, whatever we've been accumulating. And we're going to go into our rooms and we're going to realize that because we've basically let gun control laws be whatever the fuck they are, (laughs) we now are fully armed and prepared for this moment. And we're all going to take our firearms out of our fucking side, like our our, our end table or what? I don't even know what millennials have next to their beds. What, like a fucking given end table? (laughs) I have no idea. So that's what I'm saying. Like, what's next to your bed? Like a box? I I have have an Ikea two-drawer small night table kind of thing. I don't know. It's... We're going we're gonna to reach into our small Ikea two-drawer thing and by the side of our bed, we're going to pull out the revolver, we're going to stick it in our mouth, and that's going to be the end of our fucking generation right there, is that we are just going to... We're going to call it, man. We're going to fucking call it. Star Wars 9 is going to be the fucking uh, end of our on generation. On the bright side, Mass I will survive because I could, like, I could not care less if it's good or bad. Like, yeah. if it's good, I'll see it. If it's not good, fuck it. Like... It's fucking. It's a movie. I don't give a shit. You say that. You say that. No, I say that. I mean it. Like I'm. I'm. I know lots of people who are like, oh yay, 
A comic book is being made. At least it's being made into a movie. Yay, Elektra. Yay, Daredevil. Yay, whatever. Like, no. I want a good fucking movie. I don't give a shit if it's a comic book movie or not. I don't give a shit if it's Star Wars or not. I want a good movie. I don't want something just to be made because, oh, yay, it's finally popular to be made. I want a good movie. A mo- movies are a different medium than comic books. I want good movies. I want good comic books. I want good books. I want good mo- TV shows. I don't want good TV. I, w- I don't want TV shows based on comic books because comic books are hot now. I want a good TV show. And from all intents and purposes, Gotham is trash. Constantine's trash. Flash is apparently pretty good. But like, it's like they're just making them because they're popular. They're not trying to make good art. That's because people don't understand the base the basic building block of making a TV show for millennials is not just saying we should make something because it's the flash or because the flash is hot right now, or because green arrow is hot right now. It's taking a property or a concept and saying, I want to make this, but not like that of where you have a show like breaking bad of where you're like, Oh, I want to make this show about a meth dealer, but not like you think basically slightly different. Not exactly, just a little bit off center, mm-hmm. not what you think it is. Because that's the thing. We all just want shit that's familiar. We love fucking Star Wars because it's familiar St- to stop us. Stop saying we. I have to say no, we. No, you don't because neither you nor I want that. Hey, man, either you can join the tribe or you can get run over by the tribe. I There's... will get run over by that tribe. I don't I don't want – I want – like I just saw Birdman. Birdman – to be fair, Birdman could not exist – were it not for the Marvel Universe and Michael Keaton's Batman movies. It yes. could not exist. But, but, as a piece of art, it is unbelievably great. Like, it is fantastic. It's motherfucking Birdman. I know. I know. But, but and, 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 and it is it, admittedly not wholly original, but, like, I'd, I, I want new, interesting things. I don't want to see... I, I, it drives me crazy every time I see this bullshit of like, oh yeah, I'm gonna see this person I love in this other way. No, I want something new. I want something new and interesting. I don't want to see the same thing I love in some other medium. Hug me and give me a hand job and make me happy. Like I want, like I as much as like the Marvel movies, that's all they are. They're hugs and hand jobs for Marvel fans. Dude, fucking tell that to every single person we know that's writing articles about <laughs> fucking fan casting and all the rest of this shit about what the fans want or what these... Like, dude, especially what fucking chaps my balls more than anything else is I actually go to the fucking movie previews where they hand out the comment cards at the end and I gotta fucking fill the fucking thing out and say what I feel about yeah, yeah. my fucking whatever. And then I go back home, I look at fucking Twitter, and I have someone telling me about what the fans want. Guess what? No one fucking cares what the fucking fans want we all need hard data on how the people in charge are figuring out what the fans want because we don't fucking know because as far as i fucking know it's what that fucking 43 year old woman that's sitting next to me eating fucking raisin uh, chocolate covered raisins in that fucking theater that that writes down that she likes johnny depp this movie should have more johnny depp Johnny Depp. Depp yeah well guess what the reason johnny depp's in a bunch of movies is because he tests really no i know i understand like that's the thing like i'm self-aware enough and, and media savvy enough to understand why Johnny Depp keeps getting work while dressing like a lunatic in every fucking movie. I understand why it happens because it makes money for him to dress like a lunatic in every movie. Yeah. It, it's, it drives me crazy. I'm like, I, I used to love Johnny Depp. He's Johnny. The problem with Johnny Depp is an especially onerous example. Like he's Johnny Depp is a good actor. Yes. Johnny Depp is a good actor that decided he likes to wear makeup and wear ridiculous clothing in every movie. So he's making terrible movies over and over again. Despite being a good actor. 
And, yes. And, and sure, he's making. I understand he's making a lot more money. Blah blah blah. Whatever. And I've grown to hate Johnny Depp because he does this kind of garbage over and over and over and over again. But he's and making... yes, we're the minority. I understand that. But still, yes. it drives me fucking crazy. He's and making... yes, maybe I'm a snob thinking that fucking Alice in Wonderland is garbage because it's just based around Johnny Depp wearing fucking costumes again. And it was a terrible movie. Terrible movie. And I'm tired of terrible movies existing just because someone decided, and it, this, really this has always been the case, this is not new, but I'm tired of terrible movies existing or terrible media existing because someone decided this is what people wanted, that someone dress up in this freaking way and do this and act in this way and make this thing happen. And I'm tired of that garbage. I want people to make things because they speak to you and mean something. And I know that doesn't make money. And I don't care that it make money. It's what I want. But the thing is, is that that shit does speak to people because no, it it's... doesn't. I don't. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I believe it. It's it's entertaining enough to be like, oh, I didn't waste my twenty dollars in the movie this week. I feel like it's just that good. I feel like it's good enough. It might be good enough, but it's one of those things that people can talk about. People can interact with people. It's like The Walking Dead. All right. Ugh. And I know that I'm ha- I'm I'm already fucking wading out into that part of the pool that I shouldn't be because I haven't seen The Walking Dead and I couldn't fucking give a shit about The Walking Dead as a TV show. I like the comic. That's it. And to be fair, Walking Dead is better than the vast majority of TV shows. I just it's not good enough for me. Like, exactly. Okay. Because See, the com- because I read the- because I've been a fan of the comics for so long, the comics are better than the TV show. I don't want to watch the TV show because I just read the comics. And but the TV my- show is be- is objectively better than lots of TV. But here's my point is that the TV show has another show on after it called The Talking Dead, which is a bunch of people having the water cooler calm down. I know, I know, I know. That everybody wants to have but can't for whatever reason. And You can't, that's that's what Twitter exists for. You need to watch a TV show for this shit, talk to your friends about it, and move on with your life. Twitter is not for discussing things. It's too short and and direct for that. It's about evangelizing. It's about being... I know email is not cool now. Email is not it, cool. I know email is not cool, but send like, oh, you have your friends that watch Walking Dead. Add them all to an email list. Send them an email like, oh, did you see this? Blah, 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 blah. I haven't, no, I haven't seen it in years, literally. But like, see, this happened with Michonne and the, the governor and blah, blah, blah. And yay, let's talk about it. Then you don't have to worry about spoilers. And within, two, and within and, two seconds And of it's a great thing to do because you can talk with your friends about it. But no, it's too complicated. Let's just watch Chris Hardwick stuck his thumb up his ass and talk about things. Like, I, don't, I don't want that. And within two seconds of sending that email, you're going to have two motherfuckers subtweeting you on Twitter about how some asshole fucking sent him an email they didn't ask for and they didn't want because their inbox is so fucking full of emails already about some no, bullshit that nobody cares no, about. Talk, I'm fucking telling you. That would people, not happen with my, my world. I'm fucking telling you, people. If I saw my friend do that, I would call them the fuck out. Are you kidding me? I see people subtweet all the fucking time, and nobody calls them out because Twitter is not for fucking talking about things. It's for evangelizing, Uh, and if you start talking about things, people rip your dick off and throw it in the woods. That's not what Twitter is for anymore. Because we're all trying to be little mini brands that pay attention to our analytics. Twitter is the water cooler. No, I know, I know. That is what Twitter has become. I 100% yes. agree, and it's garbage and terrible for it, and that's why I don't spend as much time on Twitter as I used to. When I first got into Twitter, quote-unquote, I'm doing air quotes around the mic right now. I can, I can see, yes. <laughs> when Twitter, when I first got into Twitter, it was when Leo Laporte 
who may be an asshole. I don't know. I don't think so. I, yeah. I've seen I've seen lots of stuff recently that makes him seem like an asshole. Sure. Um. Anyway, I, I've stopped listening to all this podcast. It, it doesn't fucking matter. Leo Laporte once upon a time on Twit said uh, that Twitter is the water cooler for people who work from home. Yes, it is. And it was, and, yeah, it, and it when was, it, was, it was that, I fucking love Twitter. I was yeah. I, as a person who worked from home at the time. I was like, oh, this is where I can chat with the people who are uh, under under productive at their day uh, for their day and people work from home it's great and that's why i showed up to the party as mr balls <laughs> but over time it was no longer acceptable to be, be mr balls yeah and so and i'm I still became... gobo despite being reasonably like i should be ryan claus mostly because gobo is four letters yeah well, i'm gonna hold on to that for dear life because uh, for purely egotistical reasons like ryan claus is a more apt description of who i am like i don't like there's no gobo persona no, like, like I am, I am who I am as far, pretty much. Like, as I, I may dial it back a bit for sometimes, but like, uh, and uh, but still, ultimately, I'm who I am. Yes, but the thing is, is that over time, that's going to change. Well, it's, yeah, but I'll still be uh, my who I am will change because I'm a human being. People change. No, 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 no. I'm saying how you interact with social media is going to change. It's already changing it, because it you're already. Has. I'm less on Twitter and less on yeah. Facebook than I was before, for yeah, sure. You're you're already censoring yourself a lot and sending stuff to me instead. You and I do it all the time. Of where we basically like, I might fucking give people for. I might fucking call people out for subtweeting as much as I can, uh, and, and and be that fucking guy. But I still take it off of Twitter and go talk to people and say like, Do yeah. you fucking see that shit? What the hell's that fucking thing? But even that, I destroyed that too. Nine times out of ten, you and I are not talking about any one person. It's usually about a movement. That's what's yeah. scary about this shit. Is it's not like it's all of a sudden like it's like the tide comes in and the new fucking flavor of shit on Twitter gets washed up on the beach and you and I have to sort through it and go, ah, oh, everyone's fucking angry about Chris Nolan today. And like we talked about uh, fucking Don. Don was part of the reason why I want to do this podcast, and not because I want to call Don out and say like, oh, Don was saying this. Don's thing. a it's great because- guy. Don's a great guy, and I actually fucking agreed with him. The problem was, and as I said to him then, and I'm saying now, the problem isn't about that I, I disagree with him. The problem is that I agree with him, and and I disagree with him. There's there's things I agree and disagree with him, but mostly sure. agree with him. And when you mostly agree with him on Twitter, it's better to either not say anything at all or just say, like, favorite. You're know, like, yeah, thumbs up, whatever. Because if you say, I agree with you, sort of, I agree with you 90%, you're basically putting yourself in a position of, like, you want to get your dick ripped off? Seriously? Because this is not a conversation we should be having on fucking Twitter. I've started favoriting so many things. It's like, oh, I agree with you, but I don't really want to engage you wholly. Exactly. Also, 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 we should wrap up. Oh, I know. I know. But it's also something of where if you start saying I agree with you, it now is uh, you're putting an effort. And effort, A, isn't cool, as we've discussed many, many times. Uh, effort is the least cool thing you can do. But it's also something of where – I know. But it's also something of where as soon as you put an effort – you set yourself up for failure because someone is going to notice that effort and say, oh, that person's got an extra five minutes in their day. I want to argue with somebody. I want to argue with that person. Anytime you say something you, on Twitter, And you get that a lot more than I do. Oh, yeah. No, well, but see, but see, that's the thing. It's also because I have this weird... I'm not made for fucking social media, and it sucks because I probably should be doing this as a job. And, I mean, like, especially, like, earlier today where Rob was asking me about analytics, and I yeah. want to explain to him, like... This or this is how you use analytics. This is what these word analytics are. But I can't. I have to. I have to literally make up an image that divides my opinion in two and say this is what I believe professionally and this is what I believe personally. 
and they're two very different things that I would never say. To, sure. Like I would say, I would never say the personal thing uh, in a business meeting, and I would never say the professional thing at like a dinner party or like hanging out with you or whatever. They're two very different people. And now I've had to divide myself right down the middle and and sort of interact with this fucking beast that is Twitter, and it sucks because it, it's it, you can't fucking do that you can't be a man of two minds forever eventually you have to make a fucking decision on something eventually you have to have an opinion on something that's why faith is so powerful is because when someone believes in ghosts for example they don't fucking question it they don't wake up every morning like i do and go are ghosts real nah for these reasons the idea of not questioning something is so stupid I know, but it saves time I know it saves time but it makes you a terrible person but you're a terrible person who gets shit done. You're no, a person fuck. who can spend. Ugh. Yes, you're a person you, you, who can yeah. spend that no, time. But it's better, it's better to be a, a person is to by avoiding social media than by just saying, oh, whatever. Like it's just avoid it or acknowledge it and be honest with yourself. Don't just be like, oh, I got, I need Twitter, but I'll also be like this dude who just does things. Like no. Get that. When you start looking at all this stuff, you're assigning value or you're making value judgments on all of these things. That <laughs> of course I am. Not everyone. Of course you are. I'm a human being. Every... Everything I make, yeah. every judgment I make is a value judgment on something else. Like it's not, it doesn't mean things are inherently terrible. It just means in my personal universe, this is better than this. But my point is, is that we're not, we, we may be tribes, but we're really not coming. To, we're coming together based on like a tenuous thing because we're doing it wrong. Seth Godin's point was that you don't bring people together as sheep and say, like, follow, like, blindly follow this fucking banner. You don't do that. You bring the really because kind of well, his it's, it's the life of Brian thing. Yeah, well, kind of. It's a little more sinister than the life of Brian thing. It, it, it's, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. The, the Godin bomb is very complicated. All right. Because ultimately, the Godin bomb is more about having this uh, sort of crowd crowdsourcing opportunity of where you have all of your tribe, right? And if you're going to start, if your tribe is a whole bunch of little evangelists on their own, you can always throw things out to the tribe and say like, hey, I want to crowdsource things. Hey, I want to... Yeah, you built an echo chamber. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you've, yeah you have been, built an echo chamber, but hopefully it's a really weak echo chamber of where you're getting good feedback but this, and, and you're allowed to do really unethical things to people because the difference between having customers and a tribe is you can experiment on a tribe. You really shouldn't be experimenting on customers because the thing is, is that if you say 30% of my customers are – well, think about you're, it. You're not wrong, but that's depressing as hell. This is why I'm a fucking mess every day. I, I understand – you're preaching to the choir, dude. Like, I understand. Someone is listening to this and fucking sobbing. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't even put anyone to tears. But like, tears. Fucking tears. We've, tears I, we've, probably, we, we've probably moved people to opinions. And, yeah, and, and if you have opinions... You can find me on Twitter. I'm Joey Heflick. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Ryan. At Gobo on Twitter. You normally say Ryan. I don't say Ryan, do I? You did, so I didn't say it again. Yeah, well... You're Ryan. I am. And you're, and you're Joey. I am Joey at Joey Heflick on Twitter. At Go Not Mr. Balls anymore. <laughs> no, not Mr. Balls. So until you're, next on, time, you're on Instagram now, too. I forget what the name was, but it, you, you figured out something to call yourself on Instagram. I did. I did. I did. I did figure out Instagram. That might be a whole other podcast because I had. I had. That's for work. That's the reason why I'm yeah. on Instagram. I, I'm at Gobo Instagram also, but I don't ever use it, and I mostly get uh, replies from people at the Gobo restaurant in New York posting pictures of their food 
That's Man, what I that get to myself at Gobo on Instagram. How do you live, my friend? How do you live? Because it's How four letters. Live? Four letters in this day and age are worth their weight in gold. <laughs> Here's a here. You know what? You don't have to, you don't have to worry about it. I squatted on Gobo on Elo, and no one uses Elo. No one's ever going to use Elo, but no I got it. I you got need it. it. You need it. I know you need it. So here's the thing. You're only going to have to deal with that Instagram problem just a little bit while longer. Just well, until you push the button. Just, just have, yeah, once I hit the button, everything's, everything's cool, man. Everything's A-OK. So we'll see you next time, and we love you all. We do. We do, even if we're going to kill you in episode 50. Uh, that's – Well, we we're not going to kill you. We're going to rapture yeah. you ultimately. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what it is. Into, the to, millenn- into millennial heaven. Give the people faith, my friend. We'll rapture into millennial heaven where we'll watch, binge watch all sorts of stuff and complain about it afterwards. Yeah, that's right. And then someone will release a chronological version of what we've been watched. And be like, yay! Even though it'll be worthless to stupid because they do it. Ooh, you got opinions, my friend. <laughs> I do. I <laughs> do.